0: Welcome to the Dirt Reporters podcast for the week of June fifteenth. I'm your host D. Derek Kessinger, joined as always by the editorial staff of Notes Master Kevin Kovac. I'm going to say it again: Big Shot Bob, Robert Holman, and Kyle, Darren McFadden, and fellows. There's a new million dollar man, and his name is Jonathan Davenport, the modern day Eldora guru picks up a huge check. Kovac JD is a millionaire. Still kind of wild to say it that JD Jonathan Davenport is 1 million dollars richer.
1: Yeah. Hey, well let's let may everybody's calling him a millionaire though, but he knows it too that he doesn't get all that money, right? You know. No. He, he I mean some of that money's going over to um the Lance Landers. If he was the owner, man, then he'd have it all. Like Donnie Moran, he was the owner. He got every cent of uh, of what he won um but uh but yeah donathan that, that's a lot of money yeah he he got a lot of money of that and uh it, and it's it's pretty crazy to i mean i i saw him uh uh you know he's walking around the next day and he had that um uh he had on the next day he had uh you know the the, the dollar bill shirt. well actually the ben franklin had a hundred dollar bill shirt on you know walking around the pits that, that jacob nord from uh, bloomquist crew uh, bloomquist team gave him so i mean he was uh you know, flaunting it a little bit. That uh, I mean, but it was the race that he wanted to win. It was the race he focused on from the start, and and he got it. Uh, and now he uh, he can go buy a lot of a lot of watusi uh, uh a lot a lot of watusis now for his uh ranch. Watusis, Kovac. Watusis. Watusi's. Watusis. Whatever you say that, whatever those things are, he can buy them, and then uh, well, he can have Rachel take care of them, probably right, Be- while he's on the road. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and I talked to him the next morning after he won the million. I texted him and said, did you go to bed yet? And it was about 11.30 a.m. He didn't text me until about 2 p.m. and said, I'm hurting a little bit, which rightfully so. He had a good time celebrating. Uh, Robert, we'll get to the race in a second. But put this in perspective for JD and his career. His sixth Eldora Major Crown Jewel, seventh if you count the Intercontinental Classic back, back in 2020. So that means he has seven races That pay over fifty grand or more at the Big E since twenty fifteen. I think this is the best streak we've ever seen. This is this is bananas what he's doing at Eldora, the world's most famous racetrack. He's doing on the big stage there. It's crazy.
2: You know, yeah, he is um approaching. He's not to me, he's not right really at the Scott Bloomquist level just yet in terms of what Scott has done over his career uh with those uh with his obviously with his World One hundreds and those eight dream you know a hundred thousand dollar dream victories that scott has you know he's not career wise he's not right there yet but man like you said for this uh this streak though it's kind of unparalleled i mean it's it's uh he has the potential uh career-wise to surpass scott for sure uh you know that uh i look back at jeff purvis if he could have stayed in in a game you know where he had a, a streak, or he won like three out of four in a row there, but then also three out of four, three out of five, or something like that, and then he left though, and 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 didn't come back, and so we can't really compare him to Purvis because he's he's past that, he's past that level, uh, you know, so you look at Bloomquist, Moran, Moyer, to me those are the three Eldora people who you look to to say this is the standard and now you you absolutely have to add Jonathan Davenport to that list. We don't really know where this is going to fall into for his career just yet because he has such a long career path left, but at this moment he is he has reached he's in that conversation with those four, three guys. So so for sure it's uh it's pretty amazing what he's done, you know, in the last 5 years there, 6 years
0: outside middle low groove it doesn't matter he seems like he can pick up ground pass cars wherever needed he's just uh he's a pleasure to watch at that track and i know some people i had some friends and other people come up to me at the racetrack or text saying man i hope jD doesn't win we're tired of him winning so just shows the last seven years even the fans are like okay we like the guy but we don't want to see him win every single time but he's making a case that every time he unloads there he's gonna have a chance of winning and if not be in victory lane. Kyle, speaking of the race, JD is cruising for the victory until these late cautions come out. And when you think of a million dollar race prior to this, you're like, man, I can't wait for a final restart or a final lap. What's the guy in second going to do? Well, we have a two lap restart and um, Madden, I felt like drove him a little clean there. I think if it was somebody else, they would definitely have tried to take Davenport out. He didn't, but those last two laps are pretty wild, just the
3: just the circumstances we are in. Absolutely, I'd asked somebody at Belleville because I'm in Belleville for Belleville Nationals, and on Monday, if they had thought, I forget who, I'm quite tired, but uh, I asked them that question if they thought that Madden had maybe, you know, raced Davenport a little, you know, too clean. I don't want to say clean, you know, and and in the context of you know. You know should have uh gotten things a little closer uh used up a little bit more racetrack honestly like those two have so much respect for each other you know it's it's just it was still good hard clean racing exciting you know you came down to the last lap you know you can't ask for anything more in a 100 lap race um that had ebbs and flows i mean downport obviously in the grand scheme, could, could say dominate it, right? Because other than Tim McCready, I mean, even Tim, you know, had to to, to really press in and really press in just to catch him. Um, and honestly, I think personally, if there wasn't a caution with 15 to go, I think it was for Greg Satterley's flat tire, right? When Tim, Tim McCready had taken the lead. Um, if that would have stayed green i I think we would be having a different conversation here i think I think that McCready would walk away as the millionaire, but obviously that's not the case and uh yeah, I mean Jonathan's car was uh it was it it was unparalleled on restarts and starts and and just the launch that he needed he could run all over the racetrack i mean he obviously had the car to beat and so yeah, no. And in terms of Madden, I mean, you know, you, you have to think he started pretty deep in the field too. Um and so I would have to imagine he used up a little bit more of his stuff than he'd like just to get up front, but um no, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more in in terms of hard racing. I mean, I still think it's hard racing. Some people will probably say, you know, you probably should have raced them a little bit more. Uh uh, you know maybe give it a little bit more. I don't think so. I think it was fair and and I think he did what he needed to do, and honestly, second pays a hundred thousand too, so I'm sure he wasn't complaining about that um although you know lost out on the million, but still, you know,
0: yeah, we interviewed Chris Madden immediately following after talking to jdine he you could tell man he it was uh soul crushing a little bit, yeah, he likes that payday, but He had a chance to win that race, I thought. He had the best car in terms of, like, full green flags. I think he was catching both those guys. He's been so, so close at Eldoran. I think it just finally hit him. Like, man, we ever going to win this thing? Who knows? We are close. I got second, but that's a $900,000 difference pretty much. Uh, Kovac, you talked to JD after the the race in the press room. This guy's just calm, cool, and collective, just like a cucumber, they say. He doesn't get too excited. Yeah, he yelled a little bit finally in Victory Lane. Usually, he doesn't say anything. But I mean, if I won a million dollars, I think I'd be a little more pumped up to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he is. He's he's become like you know a very calm, uh, you know, patient uh, driver. I mean, I remember he sort sort of evolved. I mean, I mean, he would even say he probably. I, I actually, when I I talked to Chris Madden a little bit about uh, you know the. <clears throat> the older days between Chris and uh and Davenport you know like and they both grew up uh uh you know uh in Davenport's a little about 10 years younger than, than Madden but they had a lot of races when they were like Chris Madden says when they were younger and dumber and harder on the and they would had some uh incidents and uh you know had a lot of uh a lot of tangles and and uh had some bad feelings against each other at one time but now they have a lot of respect and you can see that because that was the first time, I mean, that was the race that where like, everyone's always saying like, what will happen if for a million dollars, if somebody, if two guys are there that are can go for the win? I mean, another, the second place guy has the ability to really get into the leader. Uh, will he take his grandma out to win the race? You know, that kind of stuff. And and Madden could have, I mean, Madden could have just wailed. I mean, he he went in as hard as he could in the turn one when on the restart with two to go. Um, I mean, his his motor was wailing, but he didn't get into Davenport. He gave him room, and I thought that was pretty respectful for both of them. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, Davenport, though, I mean, you could see that his his uh, patience and his his control of his. You know, he he doesn't overreact. That's why he's so good. You know, I mean, he could break down a race after after the fact and, and tell you like, well, this is why I did this. This is why I didn't run too hard. I wanted to save my tires for this or save my car. And, and and that's what he, uh, and in that race, he, he lost a lead to McCready. I mean, these guys are coming and he didn't, he didn't let that, he didn't let that kill. Some guys will just start overdriving. Um, not saying that Davenport didn't drive that thing as hard as possible because for those last 14 laps, I mean, he, he was on the gas as uh, hard as, uh, I've, I've seen him <laughs> ever, uh, running up that top because he wanted that win so bad, uh, But again, it was a controlled. uh, I mean, he didn't do that for 100 laps. You know, he's like, all right, I got 14 laps left. I'm gonna run the best 14 laps of my life, and and that's what he did. Um, That's why he won the race and was able to hang on with uh, uh, guys coming. Of course, I mean, I I, Madden. Madden believes that he would have won that race if that race wouldn't have uh, had a caution because he was coming. You know, too. I mean, he had cut. He was five seconds behind Davenport, um, and even you know, and also behind uh, McCready at that one point uh you know i don't know 25 30 to go and when that caution came out he was only he was less than two seconds behind so he was coming also and it would have that would have probably been a wild uh, finish with three guys in the mix and you know maybe mccree doesn't get a flat tire because he's i mean he could just cut a tire and something happened there and that was last 14 laps so but uh good it was a heck of a finish uh, uh coming down to the wire uh for with all of them that was i know some people said oh there was five cars in the lead lap that wasn't a very good race Uh a well, guy almost led the whole race but man i you, you got a guy like Madden coming from what 17th McCready came from uh you know mid pack a little bit there passing i mean there was a lot it, it was a lot of stuff going on i mean there was stuff to watch uh and a great finish too so i mean that was and you, not a lot. It was clean race too. I mean, oh, well, you want to see a bunch of wrecks and everything? I mean, no. I mean, it was a good clean race. Yeah, and
0: I've been going there for a long time, and I, especially the last five or six years, I think that was one of the better, uh, you know, tracks they've had to run for a hundred laps, or at least in the last recent memory that the guys are all over the place. Hell, you had Brandon Shepard uh, getting his lap back from Jonathan Davenport at one point. So it's very fun and very entertaining. Robert, though, this week to get to the million dollars as well the dirt late model dream the whole weekend i mean it was taxing it was crazy different storylines of trying to get the track ready earlier in the week it was just bananas it was just uh, one of those crazy weekends at the big e and i don't think we even finished a feature on the day it was supposed to be scheduled everything got pushed back and obviously we'll have the dream in september to finish out those 86 laps but it was just emotionally and exhausting and uh, physically draining
2: yeah, it really was but you know first i want to comment on the race you know kind of uh what kovac said about uh people thinking that what's going to happen on the last lap if somebody's close enough and blah 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 uh that's that's all we heard you know i would turn him i would turn him blah blah. i think a less accomplished driver uh, a, a less experienced driver maybe does go in there and give him a, a bumper, uh, a person with fewer wins, a person with more to prove, a younger driver maybe. Because when you do that, you're you're in front of everybody in this sport. All eyes on in our sport are watching you. So not only if you do that, one, if you do it bad enough, the track has the – there's always the possibility of the track saying – hey, you crashed him and we're going back. And, you know, so there's always that possibility. Uh, We're going back to the last lap or we're going to reinstate him to the lead and put you in the rear. So, you know, you never know what could happen at Eldora. And, And then the second thing is, though, something, a move like that sticks with you. You might get the money, but it sticks with you your entire career. And for Madden and McCready both to not go in there and just lay a bumper to him and move him out of the way or whatever, it speaks to their professionalism and like Kevin said their respect for each other uh and it just uh it just shows you that these are professional drivers and they know that that uh yeah they're they're disappointed i'm sure that they they lost that chance you know uh but uh but it just shows that they're professionals and they respect each other and and that they know that a move like that could really stick with them and it's not worth the – their time will come for a bigger rating, not a million maybe, but they'll win money down the road as opposed to having to crash somebody, you know, to, to do something like that. And and it's for me, without, you know, the rain and and all the other shenanigans that happen, it really reminded me of a, the old Eldora. Uh, there was a dominating driver. When I used to go back in the 90s, it was like Moran and Moyer. They won every time I went. And I got kind of like, is somebody else going to win? So I, can, I know how, you know, people kind of feel. And, and it's kind of like it got you excited about going, hoping somebody else would win. So uh, to see JD, you know, winning all these races is not necessarily a bad thing because you get fans really. He's going to have some fans pumped up and start booing him. I promise you it's going to happen because uh, they don't want to see the same winner all the time. So she had a dominating car. You only had a few cars on the lead lap. I mean, people who say, "Oh, I wish racing was like it used to be," they can't complain about we, what we saw at the million because that was, you know, you had a top line, you had line. That was kind of what racing was like back in the night. I mean, it was, it was very reminiscent of what I saw the early days. I went to Eldora in the mid, in the early to mid nineties. You know, a uh, good racetrack, a little character, one car getting out and dominating. A guy that uh, who wins all the time there won the race. And, you know, there weren't very many cautions. That's what I remember from back in the day. And so that's kind of what happened. So we really can't complain about it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was, like you said, great racing. Cool that those guys respect each other to have a great race. Talk to T-Mac the day after. We even, like said, just the professionalism of you guys switching your lines. It was very entertaining to see. Kyle, I know you're at Belleville right now. Have you caught up on your sleep? Because it was uh, some long nights there and just – it was like a whirlwind. We started on Wednesday and all of a sudden we're done.
3: I had not caught up on sleep, uh, especially with these early flights and throwing off sleep schedules and whatnot. And uh, yeah, no, it was interesting. I mean, that, I don't think we'll ever, I think it's fair to say we'll never experience a, a day aside from the million alone, you know, in that race and what that means to the sport. I don't think we'll ever experience. 16 hour day again with that magnitude. Um again? I mean I hope not. I hope we don't. That was uh and even like just like waking up on Friday and it feels like you know the adrenaline had been gone, obviously, and and, and you're just that you know, you're just that you you just feel it, okay? <laughs> you feel it, and uh there's uh, like a sense of accomplishment too. Like I didn't even race the race, you know, and and I didn't even have a, a, a part of it. And you know, you're you're sitting there on Friday and Saturday, and even now you're just kind of looking back on it, and you know, and just uh, to see, I guess, all the stories that we we've done on the event and the coverage of it, and going through all the videos, and you know, you like reflect on it and really look at the product as a whole and it's really cool to look back on it now, even a few days, you know after the fact um and really look at it and it's like totality um well definitely Friday you know you're feeling it, you're feeling all of it, and uh there's definitely a sigh of relief um obviously from our end I mean we talked about it last week on the podcast we were you know as much as we appreciate it and and you know, just we're absolutely um, jacked up per se just to be able to witness something like this again and to be able to have a hand and cover in this e- event. Um, you know, I'm glad it's over so we can get on with the rest of the year. And honestly, every driver I have talked to, they're also glad it's over. So they can also get on with the rest of their seasons, you know, because there's a lot of big races coming up, too that nobody was obviously and rightfully so looking past the million um and even thinking about. So um and there's still a lot of money left to be won. So um but the million itself, yeah, I mean I haven't I haven't called up yet. Uh it's fun, obviously. Wouldn't want to have it any other way. And so but uh yeah no, I mean it's a memorable one and as I said I, I don't think we'll ever experience anything like last Thursday. Hopefully Not in terms of just the strain, just the strain and and the exhaustion um, and the mental effort that it you know took to kind of stick it out and and and, you know be on top of it all day long.
0: Yeah, the blue gray one hundred will be coming up later on in the season, so the bottle races to look forward to. Uh, Kovac, (laughs) Uh,
2: you sir, it.
0: it was just taxing. I know that you guys have to stay up late. Everybody has to do post-race stuff, but you were actually sleepy. You fell asleep while writing your story on a, on a Thursday. It was just a crazy long marathon weekend. I don't blame you. It was just uh, like you wake up and you're like, it's done. You're tired. Your eyes are closing. Just How was your overall experience? Because we're in the press box media center during the rain delays. Everybody's busting each other's balls. It's just kind of nuts, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. We spent a lot of time in that media room with rain delay and uh there was a lot of uh the luckily they had a lot of candy in there. A lot of lot of candy, uh little snacks over there in that in that bowl. Thank you, Tell Dora Speedway, uh uh management there, right? For that <laughs> for um for keeping everybody uh you have something to do there, I guess, during our breaks, but I mean, there was. It was just, it was like nonstop. Nothing, nothing felt like it was flowing the whole weekend. The way everything went, uh, you know, for the whole Wednesday was already right when, about not too far from when we're going to be going racing. It starts raining. And then we're there from, what was it? How long we were there? We were there but we well, the started at the driver's meeting was at 10 in the morning, I believe. I got there at 9 30 a.m. and we left. Uh, it. Yeah. It was, yeah. Thought, so from, three, you know, three, I think. So it was long. Yeah. And it I would damn near breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. You know, so it was, uh, it was just like, a you're not in the, that racetrack that long too, too many times. And, and, and then just, you know, Friday, the more rain and Saturday, more rain. It just was like, you, you just couldn't get away from it. Um, I, uh, I was taught after the while well, it was still raining on Saturday on Saturday after they uh, can't, you know, postponed it until the, the rest of the dream until September. Uh, kind of it, it slowed down a little bit. Right. For a few bit minutes, you know, and I walked around, and I talked to Matt and I talked to Brandon Overton. Brandon Overton was leaning and he was in his hauler. He's like, hey, go back. What's going on? You know, and he's like comes He's like, and he's just leaning in there. He, he looked worn out. He's like. I said, what do you think? He goes, man, too long, too long. This is just too long. I mean, and that would even if there wasn't all that rain, it still was too long with like having a million and the dream. It just I, I felt like, I mean, everybody thought of, the dream was an afterthought really, even though it was 128,000 to win. And, and it just didn't get, that, it didn't have the exact, even throwing out all the rain and the delays. It just didn't have the, the energy that you'd want. I mean, people can all racers, fans, everybody can only have so much energy for it. It's like, you know, hey, we were at the buffet and we just had too much to eat. And then like, and you're there for so long. It's just, you don't, it's not that same electricity in the air, I think. I mean, still like Eldor has more than anywhere, but uh, kind of diluted it a little bit by having the two. And and I wish, we, I mean, it's hard to cover that million dollar races, as much as we wanted to because there was another race right afterwards and then having it delayed until and not finished until one thirty in the morning after a double header that made it even harder for like us to really you know cover it as well you want because it's old news after the next one's o- next day with an hour so uh just a, a strange outdoor all around i would say uh in um uh, and, and hopefully we'll just get back to the one race. I mean, obviously we have two races now. Again, we have to finish the dream in, in, in September. But um, we'll get back to the just the one race where everybody can focus on the one thing. Everybody can enjoy that night and and, and really, uh, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't need two Super Bowls back to back. You know, everybody enjoy one big race, get into it one big one. That's all I got to say. It was, uh, it was
0: grueling. It was long. It was fun. A whole bunch of people there. Uh, definitely one of the weekends I'll never forget just because in terms of the magnitude of the event, all the delays, it was a it was a great, great time. So we can put the million in the rearview uh, window. And we know kind of a cool topic here that we talked about in our uh, Slack channel. Uh, we're going to – Todd Turner sent us an email or somebody wrote in the Facebook. And it's a very valid question to ask you guys. and. I thought it was pretty cool as a fan after the Eldora million has the dirt late model racing hit its peak. We had a million to win. There's high paying races, 20 races at least pay 50 grand or more almost weekly. How much better can this really get? Can this sport become stagnant? Just a couple of thoughts. Love your work. So Robert, you've been around this thing for a long time. You've uh, worked with Todd Turner back in the day. You're with the dirt on dirt. Now, do you think, we hit our peak in dirt late model racing.
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say our peak. Uh, I think that's, um, if I did say that, then I would, even if I thought it, uh, if I did say that, I think that would be uh, bad to think that, that we've reached uh, a level where we're going to taper off. The sport has always had ebbs and flows. Uh, you know, we had a million dollar to race in 2001. That was not our peak, even though races didn't pay as well back then, clearly. But still, we had a million dollar race, you know, uh, million dollar to win race, 21 years ago, and that was that was not our peak. Uh, I don't know if anyone thought it was back then. Uh, I would like to see a a million dollar to win race every 10 years. Uh, Definitely don't think it's something that needs to happen every year. Uh, I don't think that the sport can sustain these these crazy high payoffs right now. Uh, Just I just don't think this, this the sport can sustain it, uh, because of um, because attendance, because the economy is just not that great right now. Let's just face it, uh, the economy is not that great, and our sport though has always been able to somehow um, stick it out and make it through these rough patches. But if you also look at it, we're all, we're usually about two to three years behind. Uh, the normal economy. So if things are like rough right now, uh, people have budgets and, and they have plans for this year. And even though fuel costs more, uh, they might take off a little bit more. But but next year is when budgets are really going to take a hit, I think. Um, so if we can make it through this year and make it through next year, then I think we'll be back on, on track uh, in terms of attendance in terms of being able to go to the racetrack in terms of race teams being able to afford to get out and race um one of the things that i've i was in a conversation on on social media with last night in fact was was the purse structures and how um they're not really top heavy necessarily like they were prior but because the, the start money is not bad but when you start Paying $50,000 to win at these races and don't change the bottom half of it, you're not helping. You're helping one person, period. You're helping the winner. You're not helping, you're, well, I guess you're helping second place because second place is now getting what the winner used to get. But so you're helping the winner and you're helping second place. You're not helping anyone else. So for our sport to not hit some kind of plateau, so our sport not to level off, we've got to keep every racer. Uh, Able to come back. I don't think every racer uh, should break even or make money every time he goes to the racetrack. That's not what life's about. I mean, sometimes you lose, you know, but you have to have a a situation where the majority of the racers at least show up and know they can pay their bills at the end of the night. That's the key. Uh, Because if you can pay your bills at the end, it's kind of like gambling. It's very, very, very much like gambling. If you can pay your bills, pay your debts at the end of the night, even if you don't make but ten dollars, then you know that. Well, I'm going to come back the next night and gamble. I'm going to come back the next night and do it again. I paid off my bills. I, I was able to come here and pay this, and it didn't cost me anything. I left here with ten bucks. I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to try it again. So that's that's I think where the sport is uh, with these high payoffs and stuff. I don't even know if I answered this particular person's question worth a darn, but I don't I don't think that that we are at our plateau. I don't think we're at at our highest peak just because we've just paid a million dollars to win. This was an anomaly, a blip, a once in a two decades, obviously, deal right now, or twice in two decades. So what I'd like to see is it happen again in 10 years. What I'd really like to see is that in about five years down the road, they set a date for it, and it's on a single weekend, and we go Thursday, Friday, Saturday and do it in place of the dream i do not want to see it side beside the dream i don't want to see it on a wednesday or thursday i want to see it on a saturday when it should be and if it rains it out or whatever we still got that sunday to come back and finish it and give this race what it what it deserves because i mean to be quite honest man i was i'm just glad it's over with i'm glad that that deal is behind us and we can move forward because it was not really stressful, but it feels like that's what everybody's attention was, was focused on. And, and there's still a lot of great, great racing out there the rest of the season. And like this person said, there's a lot of big paydays. Um, I, I would, I'm hesitant to say that we're at our plateau, that we're, we're at our, we're at our peak. So, uh, you know, let's hope not.
0: Well put answer there, Robert. I, uh, I agree with you there. Could be stagnant a little bit just because. Look, Chris Ferguson and JD won fifty grand the week before, and everybody's kind of forgets about it. Next week, obviously, we're still going to talk about JD. Or this week, we have a Smoky Mountain paying fifty grand, so it's just like a whirlwind of just so many, so many races in and out. I feel like the crown jewel season may have might be a little lackluster, but I don't think we've hit our peak. I, I'm like you. Hopefully, we can continue those mid level payouts, you know, to go go higher. Yeah.
2: Oh, and I add this. I don't think that I, I appreciate as a racer, as a fan, as whatever. Smoky Mountain paying fifty thousand to win coming up this weekend, but I do not think that they are going to get a single extra car because they're paying because that Lucas Oil race is paying fifty thousand dollars to win. I don't. I don't believe it. I believe if they paid twenty five thousand or thirty thousand to win. And spread the rest of that money through the through the rest of the field. They might get ten more cars, uh, and still have the exact same cars that they would have. Now, would that look great for the fan? Thirty thousand versus fifty thousand. I don't honestly don't think in this particular case, and this is an isolated case with Smokey. I don't think Smoky Mountain. I don't think that it it matters a bit. I think they could have took that twenty and spread it to, to throughout the field or put it on the nights previous like uh the friday night shows and and got the exact same turnout because first of all that place is you can't shoehorn all the people into that place anyway so i don't know how they could possibly think they're going to get another kovac is going he better take some some you know he better get lubed up because he's gonna have to squeeze his way in through there you know he's gonna have to he's gonna have to slice and dice to get in there
0: Yeah, I don't know if I want Kovac all lubed up. But, uh, yeah, he's going to have a good time there at Smokey. Uh, Kyle, what's your crystal ball? Are we at our peak yet, or do you think there's some things that we can, you know, get to a higher level? And if so, what would that be?
3: I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind would be, you know, there's still a void in money dispersed, I guess, maybe throughout the field, um, to put it mildly. I mean, you're still – I mean, you look at the XR series and what they just did you know cutting you know they cut uh 25,000 to win shows are now 20,000 and they took that 5,000 and they dispersed it throughout the rest of the top 10. Uh and then 50,000 to win shows, you know, they cut the cut 10,000 out of that and then dispersed that 10,000 through the rest of the top 10. So, you know, I think I hope that trend continues. You know, as Robert mentioned, Robert hit it perfectly on the head. Um and you know everything that he said i'm I'm in utter agreement with it. um the first thing that that just came to my mind would be you know just more evenly dispersed. you know, I think we all get i hope that you know this year, yes all the all the big pain races are nice, but like honestly, like I completely forgot that Cherokee was paying fifty thousand a win, you know, the week before the million, you know West Virginia. And fifty thousand to win—that was completely overshadowed, you know. And so, I would like to see, you know, some of those races. I think it's phenomenal, you know. I, I think it's a, I think it's, a, I think it's great that we're even able to even have these conversations, you know. And, 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 um, you know, that's 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 just a great reflection on where the sport is right now. And so, um, but that said. I hope that you know the the craze around all these all these big pain races. You know, hope people maybe realize you know uh, that there's an oversaturation there and and the level of excitement. You know, it's it's got to come down at some point if that makes sense in terms of you know um, just all these fifty thousand to win shows, and um, I would like to see some of those leveled off. And, uh, you know, and dispersed throughout the rest of the field to help out, you know, uh, 10 to 15 guys rather than the benefit, uh, the monumental benefit of one or two guys or three guys up toward the top. So um, that's all that I have to think of now. I, I would love to ponder on that just a little bit more, see what maybe could come up personally. What I could think of personally. Um, haven't really thought of that one, honestly. I like to just live in the moment. Um, and the moment's been pretty big here recently for the sport. So we'll have to see. Um, in terms of, I know we talked about last week, you know, how's the million, or on fast Talk last week, I think, you know, how's the million going to change or alter or reverberate throughout the rest of the sport? Premier Ford. I'm not sure of that either. Maybe maybe it doesn't – I don't know. I don't know, you know, how it's going to change. I'm with Robert. I think in terms of the million being once every 10 years or so, I drew the comparison to the Olympics almost. You know, you don't have the Olympics every year. I'm not comparing the million to the Olympics, but in terms of, like, the sacredness and the – just the – just uh, the – just the one-of-a-kind magnitude of the event. Um, It certainly deserves to to be spaced out. And uh, to have its own weekend, too, on a Saturday night, it was uh, rolling off, you know, at midnight on Thursday or on Friday morning, you know, in the wee hours of Friday morning um, on Thursday. Now Friday morning wasn't great, but at least we – you know, got it in. So hopefully we can make the next one, third one, if there is one that much better. So no, we have not hit a plateau.
0: Yeah. We'll have to wait and see there. Kovac, uh, you've been a pop going, since a pop going with your dad of the races. Um, if we haven't hit our peak, then what would be our peak if you're kind of uh, being a future uh, predictor or are we, are we at it right now? Because like I said, million dollars, 20, 50 K to win races in one season. It's, Maybe for money aspect, it might be the peak, but is there anything else that maybe we could generate the sport as a whole that would maybe reach another peak? Uh,
1: well, first, let me start us here, too. Uh, can I uh, give a give a shout out? It's Casey Purvis, who was the one, the fan that sent this um, little uh, question over to us to ponder uh, to the Facebook page. Um uh, message us and asked us, you know, what, what, what we thought, what we, he wanted us to kind of check it out, kind of get our thoughts on what, uh, if, if, if racing is getting a little stagnant, we've re- reached a peak, but, um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell what the peak is. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, like uh, five years ago, I mean, you wouldn't say this. I mean, we're, we're kind of in a new world here too. I mean, remember like, uh, It wasn't when the the last million was run in 2001, there there was no streaming. You couldn't watch it live. Uh, You know, there was a – back then there might have been a few – I mean, there was every once in a while there was some dirt racing on live on a a cable network or something. Not too often. Uh, Now you can watch just about – every single major event is on live. You could watch it live on a you know, stream, a stream of it. And, and that has changed the sport. There's no doubt about it. That has brought more money into the sport. Uh, and, and that's why there's bigger purses born here now. I mean, the, if you have a million every year, if you have a door a million every year, it might not be that work. I mean, cause remember, th- that was a double the price, just the admission for, for a fan going in there. It wasn't, it was the same, it's basically the same race as the Dream, you know, you're getting, uh, I mean, we've got a few more cars because of that this year, because of the million, but still, you're, for a fan, looking at it, it's still basically the same, you're, you're going to see the same guys in that feature, most likely, uh, but it's double the price, so they better be seeing something that's like, wow, that's really outstanding, That that's really mind-blowing. If that race would have paid a half a million to win, and then spread it out, the rest, People wouldn't be talking about it like they do. I mean, there's still, I mean, fifty thousand to win. That's still everybody talks about it because it, it has a, it just has a big flashing light on it for a fan wise. It, it turns the, uh, you know, it excites them more than if it's like a thirty. 000. Well, I mean, it's spreading the wealth around this whole field because it's paying thirty thousand to win. I mean, that that's hey, that sounds great. I mean, for racers, but it doesn't doesn't uh like cite everyone in those stands I, it just doesn't um, and i mean again i i talk to people that don't have anything to know know anything about racing i told them i was going to a million dollar to win race and they're like oh man that's that's a pretty big deal you know that, that's if i would have told them it was a half million yeah it would have been big but just million just sounds better uh for some it, it's 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 a fact and um but in, in terms of how if, if we reached a, we will become stagnant i mean it, it's well 10 is is $50,000 the new or or say 20,000 the new 10,000 is 50,000 the new 20,000 I mean is it but every you know things obviously do pay more i mean it, it was took a while for $10,000 not to be like the the standard across the board uh now you look at a 10 and it's not as big of a deal um and and it, things are just going to grow event uh each year i i think there's still more growth i mean the more I think as we go along, as this streaming goes along, I I, I personally think that it should help bring more people in, in, in interest into this sport uh, because you'll get and it's not just going to be sprint car fans watching sprint car races, late model fans watching late model races. I think you if if they're being if they can look at like say Flow and just pick out all these races to watch, they're going to find other divisions that they might want to go see in person. It's going to keep them more connected. More people go. I mean, more people, you know, watching and stuff. Maybe the next plat. Maybe the next thing that to to make it stagnant is to get more sponsorship. I mean, this maybe this does make it into a deal where there's more corporate sponsorship as possible. There's not that much really uh, for race teams. Most of these race teams are still funded by, you know, uh, 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 the guys that are. Have money they have successful businesses or either or they're retired from selling after selling businesses and and they just love racing they want to do it you know um it's not that they're you know personally making money at this if there's funding a race team they can have it it's pays the bills a little better now because of the bigger purses, but I think that the next thing that's still out there is to bring these numbers up of people watching online and at the racetracks uh, in in a, a million dollar race has to get attention of some big sponsors. I mean, that, that's a pretty big deal that they got to go in there with that dirt track racing. Um, and, and I think that's a point where we could expand and grow and and, and not be stagnant. Uh, and if, if more race teams could get more money, that would be huge. If more racings wouldn't have to just, have a, a, an owner or, or funding it themselves that's where the money will come I mean that's what happened with NASCAR really I mean they they kept getting bigger and bigger and then they got bigger sponsors and that's uh made the made the teams bigger and we are kind of going in that direction and hopefully we don't get 200 uh, employees for a race team but uh hopefully uh they can just bring more money in the sport that way
0: Robert you got something there you raised your hand
1: Well, well
2: yeah I was just uh I, I agree with Kevin in terms of what fans see uh, you know they see that top number they see it's a million to win and with the million dollar win race I don't think you can change that I think that you know it, it is what it is like I said earlier it's 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 an anomaly in our sport though it's a it's supposed to be a once in a lifetime thing so if if you have one in 10 years from now sure Davenport will have a chance There's a lot of these guys will have a chance at it again you know Moran and Tyler urban, all these young guys, but like Scott Bloomquist, you know, he was, he was in two, two million dollar win races. So it's not like it really is a once in a lifetime thing on, on, you know, literally. So it just seems like it because if you don't win it, you've lost it. You know, if you don't win it, you know, you're like, well, there goes my chance. I might have to wait 10 years to get a chance like that again. But, uh, but as far as the number, there's, um, uh, it is difficult to change the mindset of a fan that sees a, the top heavy sees only sees the top number The fan and i and one of our colleagues said this to us um this week the fan doesn't care how much a race pays to start true i guess the fan doesn't care what last place pays but i think one thing that a promoter can do to kind of to kind of try to st- sway things in a different direction is is advertise the over advertise the purse you don't have to advertise what it obviously you got to say what it pays to win but advertise oh this is a ninety thousand dollar purse or this is a hundred thousand dollar purse or you know we got a sixty thousand dollar you know if you got that big number put that big number out there and get that in their head It's like hey man they're paying out like sixty thousand dollars this weekend because that number is actually bigger than what it's going to pay to win. So it's a trend that if you could get, you could get everybody on board with, you know, you could, you could go that direction. Unfortunately, you know, tracks are like, well, I paid 20 last year, let's pay 50 this year, you know, and then and, and not really help anybody else. And that, to me, that's just, it it is eye catching for the sport, like Kevin said, but it's, it doesn't help anybody, but one or two people.
0: Yeah. I think that brings up a good point. I know, both the world of Outlaws and Lucas have made it a thousand to start and two thousand dollars for tenth for the regular ten grand show. So if we can bump those pay up, you know, to equal out the same ratio for the fifty grands and a hundred grands, I think, you know, drivers will be able to survive more. I think they'll come to your event more than likely. So I also think though we're not at the peak because I think like the national championship points funds are going to continue to grow. I think that more money is going to be added to the pot moving forward. So that's a good thing if you're going to run a national series. Um, And I think maybe this is the peak for events because we have so many right now. But in maybe five years, we cut back, you know, to 15% of big paying races just because there's so many on a weekend. You'll see one that has 17. The other one might have 30. And then maybe in five years, the one with 17 they decide to go a different weekend or don't run. So maybe like a peak for events might be a peak, but overall money, I think we're still on the rise for that. Excluding the million. Like you said, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Well, guys, we're getting to the end of the show for one more thing. Kyle, I'll let you go
3: first and then you can take a nap before Belleville high banks. <laughs> Thanks. you reading my mind. <laughs> um, I guess uh, two things. One, just to wrap up on that, I'll be real short. I think that, you know, is it it's sport? You know, judging where the sport is right now, where it's going, the direction, plateau, this and that. I mean, it's such. a, I mean, it's an endless topic. We really don't know, and we could talk about this for hours. And so, anyways, um, my one, my, my one more thing. Um, meant to give him a shout out last week on pod. Uh, but Alan Saggy, I went to his dad's tribute race, the Frank Saggy tribute race last Sunday, Hagerstown Speedway. Well, it was a great event. I think Alan does a great job with that event. and uh, you know it was cool to see it on flow racing too. So you know, the masses that streamed in and watched it could also see it from afar. And so it's such a cool event, you know, to honor the legends, so to speak, in the in the mid Atlantic region, in the Virginia area, the Maryland area, at Hagerstown. I grew up there. Um, you know, it used to be a, a weekly super late super late model track, one of the top ones, I think, across the East Coast. And so it, it, it was just really cool to he does a great job with that event to honor the guys that uh helped build the sport, I guess, into what it is now that are still living, you know, and we have a tendency, obviously, um, to, you know, all these, like, memorial races, we honor those who have already come and gone, you know, before we really honor them or, you know, give them uh, um, just kind of their own race to kind of honor them. And so Alan does that, you know, um, to to give those guys who had uh, – you know, done so much for the sport and their careers that should be celebrated. Uh, you know, before they come and come and leave on this earth. So, awesome job from Allen. I just wanted to give him a shout out after last week. It was a great event, and I look forward to next year's event.
0: Great job, Allen. Kyle loved it. Let's continue it next year. Uh, Robert, you go next. Then I'll go. Kovac go back and back cleanup.
2: Okay, I'm going to actually. Uh, I have two one more things, and I guarantee you that I can say them faster than Kyle's, than Kyle did his one, one, one more thing. I'm a thing. little
3: slow right now. I'm a little slow. Okay, so, okay, so, great. so my first, have and I'm,
2: because I've been hounded because of this time situation, because I've been, oh, I talked too long, because I've been hounded for that, I'm going to zip through my two one more things. First, quickly, thumbs down to Eldora Speedway for changing brands on the soda. Thumbs down! Uh, oh Rixi's my God, I
3: can't.
2: I, I don't care what Rigsby thinks. Rigsby is wrong on this one. Huge thumbs down. Two thumbs down for me. Uh, it was that's oh what a terrible debacle. Uh, just I'm not even going to say brands because anybody that was there knows what was there and what wasn't. So that's one. Okay. Uh, second uh quickly one thing we haven't even discussed that we always talk about this time of the year that we're all pumped about it's like completely overshadowed now by all these big races is the dirt car summer nationals has started this week you know Let's go. uh t- tuesday night kankakee todd turner's out and about we got todd the, the man out and about at kankakee and uh, i think maybe uh peoria and then uh uh i think uh Kyle will, will was heading over to Davenport and doing some Tri-City and Fairbury action so man we're going to we're going to have all this great coverage coming up uh this week because the dirt car Summer Nationals kick off once again uh i think uh on tonight they will be at Peoria uh, and then uh Thursday night they go over to Davenport and uh man it's going to i'm i'm anxious to see who who attends these races and and maybe we get a, a a young some young guns coming in there and some young flavor coming up and getting some of this money or is it going to be Bobby Pierce again? We'll we'll see. So uh, dark car summer nationals kicks off this week.
0: Yeah, and that was going to be my one more thing in terms of not only the summer nationals but we will be doing the summer nationals minute a little bit different this year. It's going to be more of like a studio slash Scott Van Pelt show we're gonna have different segments the driver's gonna be on every single day or like sam will have him on ruben the announcer just different news and notes which you know i obviously grew up in this area and love the summer national so i'm gonna still put my heart into it of doing this uh news segment i think people are gonna enjoy it so uh check make sure you check out the one yesterday from kinky key and the one today uh for peoria but uh yeah it's gonna be a great time it'll be interesting to see what drivers like you said robert will be gunning for that championship with all these big pain races but it's definitely uh part of my heart is the dirt car summer nationals and uh i'm going to disney this year so i'm going to miss some for my five-year kessinger trip and i'm going to the firecracker 100 and then missing you know next weekend so very excited to go to that so i'm gonna bounce around a little bit but we'll still have the summer nationals minute uh for the most part so people will enjoy it and uh Make sure you check that out on Dirt on Dirt, and of course, all the written articles by these three on this podcast, as well as the GOAT, Todd Turner. Kovac, you ready to go? What's your one more thing?
1: Yeah, hey, I'm ready. One more, one more thing. Just I'm I'm heading down to Smoky Mountain. I'm going to uh, take that one this weekend, the uh, uh, Lucas Oil race there on Friday, $5,000 to win prelim features, and then Saturday's uh, $50,000 to win. It's the first big $50,000, big richest race Smoky Mountain's ever had. That's a track that used to run. You know, NASCAR Cup races back in the day, Grand National days, uh, you know, with Richard Petty and all them. But uh, I haven't been down there since an outlaw race, probably, geez, almost 10 years ago. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting down there. Roger Sellers, the owner, you know, owner of uh, Hudson O'Neill's car. I've been, you know, seeing him in the pits, interviewing him. And he's like saying, where are you going to get down here and see a race of Smokey? And uh, finally, I'm getting down uh, to to see him there. It's one of the good guys in racing and uh, hoping for a great weekend for him. Which, uh, like Robert said, they always shoehorn the people in the Smoky Mountain. And I have a feeling they will this weekend if you can get some good weather. And and, uh, and, uh, hopefully we see a really good show there. $50,000
0: at Smoky Mountain Lucas Oil Action. Dirt Car Summer Nationals. Other select events will be on DirtOnDirt.com. Live events on Flow Racing. These three will be RaceWire, Articles, you name it. Kovac making moves at Smokey, like he said. I cannot wait for it, so be sure to check out all the articles and videos. We will see you next week on the Derby Reporters. Until next time.